Hello and welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 43, Country or Croc. You probably already know what the episode is about if you listened to our previous episode titled Rap or Crap. And yes, in this episode, I do the same game that I did with rap, but this time with country music. So I have a bunch of country songs that I've found, and uh, two of them are real country songs, and then one of them I wrote a country song, and I present them to Daniel, and we try to trick him and see if he can determine which one is mine. It's very fun. Uh, I have a really fun time writing the country songs. Um, and country is definitely a genre uh, that you can parody or mimic really easily. So I had a great time doing this. And uh, even though I had to subject myself to minutes of country songs in order to make this work. Uh, before we get into the actual country or croc segment, we do this or that, um, which is why the title is called country or croc, sort of. It's the game where I present uh, two different things. Uh, words and Daniel has to on gut instinct choose between uh, between them and then explain why later. So it's just kind of a fun little game that spawns off little talking points. Um, it's a good time. So first half is this or that. Second half is country or croc. And I had a lot of fun with this episode. Uh, unfortunately, at the very end of the episode, Daniel's hard drive totally filled up, so he couldn't record anymore. So really an annoying technical problem. But luckily, it was basically at the end, so I round things off uh, with a conclusion, and then it's over. So with that, I will let the episode begin, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Third Space Podcast with Daniel and Bennett. Oh, you should have said just one of our names. Oh, yeah, I should Whatever. have said with Daniel, and you should have said with... And Bennett, Bennett which would have been odd, but... I like uh, that well, I came first, though. I think that pretty much says everything with Daniel and Bennett. Yeah, usually uh, usually it's Bennett, Bennett and Daniel, but, you know, I decided to be magnanimous. <laughs> Do you think that Daniel and Bennett flows better than Bennett and Daniel? Or is it truly because syllable counts are the same? It's just, is, is there an argument to be made? Because you remember the Keenan and Kel show? Like, we can yeah. all agree that Keenan and Kel, yes, not Kel yeah. and Keenan. Right, like, right, That's right. just doesn't flow uh but can you make a case and i don't know how you even justify that by the way is it just a, a phone aesthetic the beauty yeah, of the there's uh phone aesthetics you know whether the 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 ending of one word flows into the beginning of the next and i don't think with bennett and or daniel and i don't think there's much difference um i think the only real argument you could make is you know, alphabetical order um the L is easier to get to and if you wanted to enunciate Bennett and Bennett and Daniel, Daniel and Bennett, it actually will say Daniel and Bennett. It flows easier. The L to the A to the Daniel and Bennett. Well, I guess and. there's the question, do you want it to flow easier? Like, do you want it to mush together or do you want the names to be distinct? Um, Bennett and kind of makes it clear uh, that it's distinct. <laughs> Daniel and you're like, what is that? What is a Daniel land? Uh, it's like a, like a really cool place with a bunch of Daniels. It's Daniel Land. <laughs> oh, wow. I want to see the typewriter, Mommy. No, no, no. Let's go look at the phonographs. Yeah. I want to ride on the brick wall. Ooh, poetry know. recital. There's a spiral staircase. The spiral staircase of doom. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, very funny. 
Um, it's been a while since we did this or that. Do you want to play this or that? Yes. It's a nice uh, quick. Aren't you glad I said yes? I'm glad you said yes, because otherwise it would have thrown my entire existence <laughs> into disarray. Um, yeah, it's a nice, easy, uh, nice, easy game. Kind of fun. I don't know. I find it almost like a psychological experiment in some ways. Um, that's probably like why an ink blot test of, kind of, of, like of what? Yeah, the Rorschach test. Rorschachshire. Um, yeah, Worcestershire. Worcestershire test. Um, so yeah, pretty fun. You wanna, you wanna do it? Yeah, remind me. Obviously, I choose quickly. Do we do mm-hmm. a bunch of them and then go back and, and will you make yeah. note of what I chose? Is that yes. fine? Is that okay? Yep. Yeah, that's so. I'm just going. So I'm going gut. Like you're going gut. gut. Check. It's it, the it's important not to consciously think too much. <sighs> this is so about hard it. for me, by the way, to not yeah, think. Right. Well, well, it's so. it's very it's difficult because well, what's all right? So the way the way it works, I have 15, 15 pairs of words um, or phrases, I guess. Um, 15 pairs, and I'm going to give you two of them really quick. This or that. And you have to choose quickly, uh, quickly. which one. And it's not and a speed contest, or else I'll just no. say the first one you said. No, no, no. I, I should I should make a choice consciously. I just shouldn't yeah. uh, reason all the way through. That's the, all. the difficulty is that I don't provide you the, meth- the metric by which you're evaluating these two things. So if I was – if I said, okay – I'm going to ask you, which do you like better, this or that? And I said, you know, cheese or tomatoes. Then now you know the metric. It's which which one is yes, better. Yes, and I would say but, cheese is yes. But. Yeah, but but the metric isn't given to you. And, and as you'll see and have seen in previous ones, sometimes the two things, you don't know what metric to choose. And so what's really interesting to me is what metric do you choose? And that's, you know, when we go back and talk about them, you can tell me how you how you chose between the two things. Okay. So. Okay, let's do it. All right, uh, let's kick it off. All right, this or that, tongue or toes? Tongue. Uh, jungle gym or slide? Slide. Hacking or skateboarding? Skateboarding. Machete or sledgehammer? Machete. Bodybuilder or bank robber? Bodybuilder. Hammock or blanket? Blanket. Emily or Michelle? Michelle. Penguin or cactus? Uh, oh. Cactus. <laughs> Cheerleaders or newscasters? Cheerleaders. Clock or pyramid? Pyramid. Crescendo or... Or denouement? Crescendo. Abraham Lincoln or Dale Earnhardt? Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Sand or grease? Sand. (laughs) That was a tough one. It's weird to say something's tough. (laughs) Robot or ghost? Robot. Wind or fire? Fire. All right, that's it. <laughs> Some of these I'm going to have to almost... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what to pick. I just picked one. <laughs> no, I, mean, I probably have reasons and I can unearth them. I just... Uh, 
like you don't want the metric to be what's your favorite like if, if that's sure. the kind of an odd so anyway uh, i mean let's do this valid. let's unpack it's them. just not as interesting right um, all right so tongue or toes you picked tongue why i think i picked tongue if if i had to have them missing like uh -huh. okay. i would rather like have my taste but like theoretically i mean i don't know if you fall over without your toes if they're important for balance uh i'm guessing they are more important but maybe they're not as yeah. important i, I think they're but, pretty, probably pretty important but you could walk i'm gonna i'm assuming you could adapt uh yeah. even if you got prosthetic something additional like something so that you were not falling over and then a tongue presuming you could still eat if you eat with it but you or without it but taste would be gone and so uh so it just kind of went like i don't want to lose like there was this weird moment of i don't want to lose my tongue uh mm. so uh toes i don't want to lose those either however i just want the tongue more it's more important okay um jungle what, gym or do, what, oh. is there any like do you respect that metric i do, sure. <laughs> like, <is> there <laughs> any no that's do fair. you have any value that's... judgment on that <laughs> well i was hoping you would go with which is sexier but you didn't choose toes so <laughs> um no uh that's a fine metric uh you know which which would you rather keep which do you find more valuable in a way um which yeah. you know is probably and i can't control how deep i am on these right kind of the of point not. is like what 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 did i assign to it uh, instinctually yeah i think that is a pretty expected instinctual judgment you know tongue or toes which you know which would you rather which which do you value more um so that makes sense yeah I'm, so the curious areas are if I if I came up with an unusual metric, but we'll see if I did. Let's keep uh, going. Jungle gym or slide? Pretty basic, um, basic one here. Yeah, yeah. My initial and I chose you slide, chose slides. Right? Yeah. Um. You know, a jungle gym can't that can that mean several things? Like uh, what? I don't know. If I said I mean, draw a jungle gym, or if you Google image jungle gym, what do you get? I mean, I mean, what, I imagine the the elementary school that we both went to. There was this big yellow dome of bars. Do you remember? Or wait, no, that wasn't at the school. That was at at the playground in my grandparents' neighborhood. Actually, a big yellow dome of bars, right? Kind of like like Epcot, kind of, but smaller and just made of bars, and you can just climb on it. Very dangerous. They're triangular, um, I guess, yes. is, or at least the way I think of it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig, and very dangerous. Just metal and like pretty high. It's up. Almost designed to like fall and get caught in, and kind of hard to balance on anyway. Like it makes me wonder: uh, is that something they build anymore for the no. for like kids' playgrounds? Jungle, almost jungle gym not. companies have like they're really falling on hard times. <laughs> So what are like so monkey bars are the probably the same thing, a, right? Or no, monkey you bars steps up and you hold yeah. on and you just like yeah, yeah, one yeah. arm or you try once you get a little older you try and skip a bar. Uh, yes, you know. yeah, you're right. Yeah, those are monkey monkey bars. Jungle gym. I think jungle gym might be a little more freeform. You know, it doesn't have to be the dome thing. It's just kind of any collection of dangerous bars and things to climb on it's like a jungle out a jungle gym that's what know? i meant is like is it is there just a definite and i'm, I'm i've googled image it right now and you're getting a i'm getting some a lot of the domes we're talking about then i'm getting your basic playground sets with slides and mm -hmm. uh and then i'm also getting some uh rectangular looking 
mm. jungle gyms. Uh, anyway, uh, so slides, I this is a boring metric again, I guess. It's just which did I enjoy more? And if I were to have an elaborate one as an adult, um, I, you know, I, I don't know if this is even true, but that's, that did pop in my head is like, oh, like an amazing, cool adult slide, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a water slide or something major to your house versus like a jungle gym's just strictly for kids. But I feel like you can, you theoretically have a slide that, if you have the right slide, you could put old people on a slide. You know, it's gentle. <laughs> it, you could put, it's an ageless thing. Uh, yeah. But jungle gyms are like four, six-year-olds who break their, who have their first encounter breaking a bone. Yeah. You know, like that's, it's like, here, have, have your first broken bone. Welcome <laughs> to, to, to reality, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like the, and you can put old people on a slide. <laughs> really I was just funny. thinking like, it doesn't probably right. shouldn't. You probably shouldn't well, do and, that, but you could. It, not, not if, if you did it right, like if you're already, if you took an escalator upstairs and you're in a fancy building and then they just gently go down and, it, 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 and there's a big cushion <laughs> at the end, it just slides them right to a gentle and then like maybe, my point is like that doesn't yeah. require, like, I'm you're not right. saying they have to climb something and then precariously yep. balance and it dumps them out on their butt, <laughs> like not like that. That's like. <laughs> so, what, so, all right, I, I tend to agree with you, although Jungle Gym could be seen as an adventure it's almost like an obstacle course in a way it gives you a free form it gives you a decision how do i want to get from this end of the jungle gym to that end of the jungle gym and so that's kind of exciting whereas a slide you know you're at the mercy of gravity and you know you get on at point a and you end at point b unless you know your slide goes totally yeah, wrong jungle gym can be creative you're right it's an adventure also the alliteration is just fun that's fun it's yeah. a lot of fun and it's a more exciting name uh, slide is. you could consider is that onomatopoeia and to some degree slide like it, it, it the word itself slides i don't know maybe a, maybe um, a little yeah. uh but so honestly i feel like saying jungle gym would have been the cooler answer so i'm a little disappointed in myself but i yeah. went with slide and i'm sticking to it man okay uh for so the reasons i outlined slide. Yeah. um <laughs> hacking and skateboarding you chose skateboarding Again, I'm a little surprised at myself for saying that because uh, hacking, if you were to divide, okay, so there's a physical divide. There's like the, on one hand, you have the intellectual edginess and then mm -hmm. uh, the, that's hacking, obviously, yes. and, and skateboarding is the, uh, the more physical edginess. Yes, that's, um, that was the metric that I had in mind was edginess, but I didn't know which you would choose. And I went with uh, skateboarding in my mind it's like i'm magically an expert in one and in reality or like there's more utility in hacking and probably prestige or definitely prestige i mean the best hacker in the world and the best skateboarder in the world um but if you're looking for party tricks and just being sort of a social like i want attention which is what the metric i was applying i was like yeah. i could impress some people with skateboarding and so like, you don't that's want to do my buffer overflow exploits at parties. <laughs> Come on, you know. I mean, I, my success with that in the past is limited. So, <laughs> so, so I would. So, if I have more time to think, I'm choosing hacking by almost any metric I apply. But uh, skate skateboarding was the one that came out of my mouth um, hmm. because I guess there's some part of me that would rat like 
I, I place a greater premium on the party trick phenomenon. Like, can I hold people's attention and like feel good about that? That's what it says about me anyway. My choice right. here is that was what I chose because of that reason in a really quick way. Uh, if I'm honestly being more thoughtful, I'm choosing hacking, uh, but by any metric I can devise. But yeah, that was my instinct is to choose the party, the party trick. So that probably applies for the next one too then between uh, Machete and Sledgehammer. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I follow, uh, but, uh, machete, well, is cool and slick and shiny and sing and you're like going through the jungle and you're, you're chopping things down and a sledgehammer is, uh, yeah, it's brute force and muscle and there's both, if you, if you cho- if you said draw a dude with a machete, like if it was a really great comic book sketch artist who could draw really cool things quickly, and you mm-hmm. asked for both of those things, a dude with a sledgehammer and Maybe a dude with cool, a you get two really cool characters. Yeah, I feel like I, I'm imagining a John Henry type with the sledgehammer, very muscular, probably wearing mm-hmm. a vest. But you might get this, something similar with the machete. I picture a little bit leaner. I don't know yeah. why, um, but a little more ninja esque, a little more um, finesse. Some one who would yeah mm-hmm. more finesse and artsiness to it and a little and and the other one's kind of the brute force sledgehammer and so uh also but but there's an entirely different metric of uh utility on like like a desert island tool or you've been dropped off in in the middle of wherever mm-hmm. you get one tool with you i'm choosing yeah, machete, machete easily because uh, it's both a weapon and a tool, and a sledgehammer is as well, I suppose. Uh, yeah, but it's more unwieldy than a machete, for sure. Right, And, right. yeah, Desert Island situation, you probably don't need to sledgehammer anything that much, but a machete you know, would come in handy multiple ways. Yeah, yeah. That's a and, good metric. That's solid. Yeah. So. Um, bodybuilder and bank robber. You chose bodybuilder. Uh, party trick again. Yes, uh, or just like, which would I rather be? There's a moral issue with the bank robbing. Uh, if I could click a, yeah, if I, if I just was magically assigned, I am now either like an expert bank robber or an expert bodybuilder, and like the bodybuilder also. There's, there's just no moral culpability. Uh, I mean, a bank robber, it, it's kind of simple that a bank robber is, in, in my mind, like, this is oversimplified, but bad. And bodybuilding is uh, generally good. I mean, I think there's probably, if I watched a documentary on on bodybuilding, I'm sure there's a dark side to like body image issues or, or taking illegal substances or the effects it has over long term. I mean, I could imagine some studies showing that bodybuilders die earlier because of the strains, they, whatever. But in general, an emphasis on health and having mm-hmm. muscles and looking good is a net positive, uh, I think. And body, or excuse me, bank robbery, that's bad. <laughs> like, like you're doing, you're stealing money. It's just immoral, pretty clearly in the lines of, you know, yeah. you get into arguments and all of this. But I think you're, you're, you're in this intellectual exercise of justification if you're trying to say, oh, a bank robbery is not that bad. You know, like, okay, no, you're, you're just clearly being, right. You're, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. clearly, if your metric is uh, morality, then bodybuilder is the superior choice well it's hard when you say one thing that is i would say amoral bodybuilding and then you say something that is immoral like it's hard not to put that that metric insists itself in the situation 
Like it what rises the, to that. Uh, I mean, you know. there are there are a lot there are many metrics that you can you're, use. You're right, but that's such a strong like, morality is so strong. If I that's said true, yeah. killing babies or cheeseburgers, geez, <laughs> like you know, like I'm sorry, but there's a very clear like one's bad and one's uh, yeah. But well, if the metric, I, you're, you're right. But if the metric was you know which would I want to read a story about, um, you know, bodybuilding or bank robbing. Probably yeah, no, good, good point. Good point. I would. I would I'd choose that as well. Or if I said to you, killing babies or pickles, <laughs> you know, oh, like, tough choice one appears magic. amoral, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but pickles are really bad. So. Um, all right. Next was a hammock or blanket, and you chose blanket. Didn't expect this from you, to be honest. Didn't expect this one. Um, I, I thought about it today. Like, it's simply the immediacy of cool weather is starting to creep in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently watched, there's a very cheesy YouTuber called like The Deal Guy. And he had one of these clickbait videos that said the 10 items in October to buy at Costco. <laughs> and uh, and you watched it, of course. I did. Because <laughs> he, cause, well, what I what I appreciate is he, it's not a big long advertising list. He's all about like quick. Here, here are good deals and why. Like, and it's fast. And uh, mm-hmm. one of them was a uh, like a ten foot by ten foot very soft blanket for thirty bucks, and uh, that is cheap in the in the realm of oversized blankets. And How many ways stretch was it? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was stretchy. Oh. Uh, what a ripoff! Um, <laughs> but but the point is, it was just like I need. I'm in the market currently for or considering. Okay, I you know having moved from Florida to North Carolina, it's it's cool. It's a lot it's, colder. You're basically it's a lot Arctic. colder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I am not prepared for cold weather. And uh, today was one of these fifty degree fifty degree days and i was very uh i got under a blanket and i thought man it's it's a very nice feeling because in florida i haven't experienced this like it is cold outside but it's warm under this blanket and it's very comfortable yes, uh, and then true. i was just thinking of a hammock being at this moment because usually when i picture one you could you, there's the parachute one but but I, I think everyone when you just say hammock you picture the, the net one. yeah the yeah, rope the one the white rope one kind of thing and mm. And in the summer, that's pleasant because it's breathe- the breathability, I guess, is, is you know, hard. it's unparalleled. It's like all, almost all air underneath you. Uh, but that mm-hmm. would not be pleasant while I'm cold and all of that. So, yeah, just went with blanket. Now, if you were to back up and just say, like, you know, again, when you talk about adventure. So, so what I love about uh, um, hammocks is they connote both adventure and relaxation to me because i picture mm-hmm. them being in exotic spots or you have the parachute one that you can hang up on while camping yeah. and so i really think that that although i'm not a hammock person so there's that much i just i that's appealing to it's the best of both worlds do you want to relax and do you want to be on an adventure like, yes yes i do i want my cake and eat it too kind of thing so yeah, yeah I, I think, think that i thought you would choose hammock for that reason it's kind of this vaguely hipster thing like i can i can see you know i can easily imagine people putting up hammocks in um unusual places uh and enjoying them and that seems to fall kind of under your umbrella of uh of interest <laughs> like i, I could easily see you doing that or if not doing that then just romanticizing the idea of doing that and so i thought that you would pick hammock for that for that reason blanket is also kind of an everyday item you know it's just around the house Whereas hammock yeah. is a little bit more unique, um, a little bit more pizzazz, 
Uh, well, you're right. I mean, Danielle has this one that's uh, made out of material based on, you can buy different ones and it'll be like, oh, this parachute material is military grade and it can hold thousands of pounds or what, right, and it's right. super thin and lightweight and it's stretchy and it's all these things. And, and then these straps are sort of innovative. So it's got the tech element that appeals to me that like hangs, hangs in 10 seconds and can support, you know, as much as the tree can hold. And like, and all you have to do is this, this, and, and it's just, you know, these like contraptions with sort of like uh, potentially a little bit more innovative than just tying a rope and having to figure out what knot to put. It's like, no, we have this cool like device that tightens and yeah. and so yeah, there's a lot and and it and it's compact because that mis- that parachute material, as you can imagine, can almost be like pocket sized. Right. So travel anywhere with it, and so all of these things. Yes, so I'm a little surprised at myself, but it really is as simple as I'm currently sort of chilly. Right, <laughs> you right. know, that's what it boils down to. Makes sense. All right, Emily and Michelle. You chose Michelle. What's your problem with Emily? <laughs> um, that, no problem with Emily. This one's interesting because uh, I know an Emily and a Michelle, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and in fact, the Emily and Michelles that came to mind, I worked with at my previous school uh, and, would, and was friends with both of them and like on good terms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just simply closer with Michelle. And so, uh, and in fact, it was like, oh, I'll go to, like, cause Emily, I was just a, a lot, it was a lot more tangential, a lot more, uh, it wasn't as, as often that I would talk to Emily. So at first I thought, oh, I'm choosing Michelle because I like, I'll be honest, like the, 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 just for that immediate second, I was like, I don't even really um, know an Emily that just suggests the, uh, the, uh, closeness of the relationships though. So I do know an Emily. In fact, I know a couple of Emilys. Uh, it's a common name. I'd say they're both common names. I think that's probably why yeah. you chose them, is both are, if I just separate the people from the names for a second, if that's possible, mm-hmm. I'd say they're equally, well, they're very common names, and they're like equally uh, pretty, or like one's not far more beautiful or exotic or, or than the other. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so... They're just good, solid, uh, even neutral, maybe, names for, for girls or women. Yes. And so, but I chose based on the relationships, not the, uh, because all those are almost, I really am hard-pressed to say which one I like more as a name. Uh, do you have a preference? Not really. I mean, yeah, that's why I chose them is because they're pretty comparable in all ways. Uh and so I figured, I, you know, I figured with just names, you know, you would pick people you knew who had the names, whether famous people or, you know, personal, personal. Uh, yeah, it was definitely personal. Uh, I'm not, I don't tend, and we've talked about this before, my quick thing on like celebrities. I, I think that there's, I think frequently adults still have like this idea of celebrity crushes. Like I had a celebrity crush on say Britney Spears when I was a kid, but that was almost like I'm hitting puberty. She, she was a, a pop star and and like she was almost like fantasy category you know right um and so i i definitely get this idea and i and i the allure of the celebrity crush is it's kind of this fun exciting thing but i am not capable of having that now and i think a lot of adults still do and it's still fun and i don't know if it's just me being a little Am I not creative enough or am I too mature? I don't think it's either of those things, by the way. I just am not wired in a way. 
like of course there might be a celebrity that I find attractive and I enjoy their work and she like uh, Natalie Portman or someone like that like okay physically attractive to me I like the stuff she's been in uh, uh, but I don't I don't I don't know I just don't I don't have this sort of uh, ongoing like like Maybe when I see an advertisement with her for a trailer or something, I go, cool, I like this. I kind of want to see this more because of her. But I certainly don't. I think the crush level enters in where there's just like, you're thinking about them occasionally. Uh, you seek them out to learn more or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have it at all. So, I, yeah, so I, I'm just I very either. unlikely to go that route. <clears throat> like if you say pick a name like that, I, I just am 100% more likely to go toward the like, all right, who do I know? Who do I know? Uh, kind of thing. It, but but it could it could have easily have been you know names of authors or something. Um, oh, true, true. Which you you know you might have some association with, even if it's not celebrity. You know, celebrity. It doesn't have to be crush, I suppose. It doesn't have to go into crush territory. It could just be yeah, you're right. Like if my favorite author was Emily Bronte, like like you know, I don't know. Is that the Bronte sisters? Author? You know, no, she's she's not. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the, the the next one was uh, penguin or cactus. This one took you a while. Yeah, this one was tough. You, you chose cactus. Yeah, I lived in in uh, in Arizona, uh, and so so that's why you chose it because it's more familiar <laughs> to you. <laughs> Just familiarity. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, I thought that potentially that might be, might have been why you chose cactus. It it mostly is because it stumped me because well, first of all, I I was trying to stop myself from thinking too much because I was like, these are interesting because clearly you've got you know water world and like desert land and and right. then I started and I realized at this point if I'm going. I'm actually thinking about why you chose them, then I'm sort of <laughs> disrupting the exercise. So that's when I just went, uh, uh, and then I just chose cactus for the pretty <laughs> dumb reason of like, but, but I will say that right before choosing, um, I mean, I've not seen penguin documentaries, you know, what's the one with Morgan Freeman, the penguin, uh, Happy Penguins. Pete maybe, or I don't know. Is it just, I don't penguin? know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. But I've heard some interesting things about p penguins. I really like them at zoos. I like watching them swim. I like watching them waddle around. They're cute. So I, they're actually pretty high up there in my enjoyment of animals. So, uh, and I like animals. So it is a little weird that I just the image it, of yeah. And cactus cactuses are the opposite, right? They're prickly and, they're, and yeah. I don't want to own a cactus. Like I like yeah. plants, and I don't gravitate toward cacti uh, and cacti are well they were more majestic than i thought i was shocked living in tucson where i would see and i'm not exaggerating like 20 foot tall cacti like the mm -hmm. giant basically tree sized i mean there i have some pictures of them where they i mean me standing there and you'd have to almost do a wide angle lens if you're gonna you couldn't just walk up take a picture at, at regular picture taking distance mm -hmm. uh and get the whole thing in the photo. So, uh, and they would just be on these mountainsides and gorgeous views. And, and, and so I don't have, I, yeah, my metric was familiarity. And like, that was, that comforted me in that my, when I'm saying it out loud, the, the choice was not horrible because the, the majestic cactus 
is pretty neat. Uh, if you had the sun kind of setting at the right angle on this giant cactus with the hundreds and hundreds pepper or thousands pepper, peppering the mountainside, uh, pretty neat. Whereas yeah. like a majestic Penguins. picture of a penguin. I yeah, mean, they're I just don't know. Like, like waddling around, like probably crapping everywhere, what? honking or doing whatever <laughs> penguins do. Pretty annoying compared to a majestic well, cactus. Well, would you rather have like a like I mean, a picture a really cool piece of art or a photograph. A photograph, I should say, photograph instead of a piece of art uh, of of a penguin or a cactus uh, on my wall. I'd re- I'd be more inclined to do the cactus. Yeah, me uh, too. I'd getting into art, I don't know. Art like can do some weird stuff and cool. You could have a really weird, cool penguin that I might really enjoy. So oh, if you if you had to choose one for a villain of your you know superhero movie, <laughs> probably choose penguin. Maybe I mean, who would ever do that though? So. <laughs> Too far, too far fetched. Uh, cheerleaders and newscasters. You chose cheerleaders. You sexist. You misogynist. Or, or, or misandrist, depending on like what do you like. I chose. I chose the uh, the the. Well, I, I mean, I guess I'm assuming. Well, wait. <laughs> what What was your metric? Uh, which would I rather look at? <laughs> <laughs> okay, exactly. All right. So I was right. Okay. The obvious, I mean, yeah, obvi- that's obviously going to be your gut, gut metric. Yeah. But you right? said that assuming that newscasters are male and, and, uh, and, or maybe not, but, or, and that like, you not can have, really. like, there it's are just, male cheerleaders and female newscasters. I mean, have you ever seen like the, uh, the like Spanish channel newscasters? Oh, yeah, they're, they're very sexualized. Super newscasters. hot <laughs> yeah, newscasters. Yeah. <laughs> Like those guys are something else. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Those I mean, tailored yeah. suits. The I mean, <laughs> I mean, cheerleaders are stereo. You know, stereotypically, you know, like yeah, I mean, uh, attractive. It, so, it women in choreographed movements, like in perky. Like I, mean, I don't know, just like that. I mean, not to guy. mention that, like you know, you're exposed to cheerleaders when you're a teenager you know, in school and, you know, so that just yeah. gives you all the more reason to, uh, to I associate too, that. If you're just giving me those two words, there's excitement around cheer, like, like the association of cheerleading and sports and activity and fun and, and just like all of that is really positive. Like newscasters and newscasting, like news is serious boring. and yeah. yeah, bland and boring. And, uh, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, the metric, obviously, there's a lot of metrics, which yes. would I rather would pursue as a career, you know, would be a different answer, um, which if I, like... You could also, if maturity was your metric, then you yeah, know, leaders yeah. are kind of immature, newscasters are mature, I suppose. And so, one of, and this isn't a, a, the ultimate metric that this or that measures is what am I drawn to? And then the question is, why am I drawn mm-hmm. to it more? And that's, uh, that's when you unearth the metric you were using. Right. So I guess this would say like, yeah, it's kind of what you've posed in on some level, at least to me, and it was serious or, you know, fun and lighthearted. And I just went with a more fun, lighthearted. Yeah. Fair. Um, clock and pyramid you chose pyramid i think i would have done the same yeah um if if you said let's have a discussion on clocks or if you said let's have a discussion on pyramids uh i just pyramids are at least a little more unknown to me they're a little less familiar there's you know 
this whole like did aliens help build the great pyramids this sort of the the structure can be fairly unbelievable apparently like if you start to get into how the heck did they do this there's mysteries surrounding it um if you had said watches now we're talking a little more fashion and like you can pique my interest a little more that way clocks when you just said the word clocks for me it was i know what they are uh I would be pretty bored if I were at a party and some, let's say, actually, let's assume that a really charismatic person, one comes up to me and talks about clocks and they are, they've been a watchmaker and they understand the gears <laughs> and like how, like, it's incredible that they can keep time over years and keep within seconds of accuracy or, you know, and this clockmaker was known for developed and they did a good job, like telling me, like, I could be interested. I mean, if you have a good storyteller, I'm going to be interested in anything, right. but, but that or the person who actually knows their stuff about pyramids and can like tell a convincing narrative about how they're really like they're not being conspiratorial and saying oh it's definitely aliens they're just saying we do not have enough information to understand like like what it suggests is that this civilization was more advanced than we gave credit right if they're able if the egyptians could do this like what missing pieces do we not have from their background uh like like isn't this fascinating isn't this a cool historical like missing component we we just don't understand and like that is more interesting i'm more likely to watch a documentary on that than you know clock, clocks i mean come on clock right. it's basically boring or exciting again i guess well i, w- I wasn't sure if maybe uh you know i say clock okay and then pyramid if you would retroactively cast clock as like big ben or you know some other landmark you know landmark structure or something and then have a new kind of a new choice in front of you interesting um, i did not doesn't, doesn't sound you like could, you, you uh, could you i mean that's an interesting thing to say but yeah with the word clock it's very for me it remained completely sterile and boring and they're okay there are 12 you know you know every hour of the day is on it and like, like what it does it keeps it's a yeah. timekeeping device although opening up the discussion of time and what does that mean that, that gets really interesting quickly for me as well uh, well i mean you know if your metric is utility then clocks you know obviously are more useful than pyramids um, yes. <laughs> in, yes in most circumstances so uh but yeah You're i right think about I, that. I think i would have chosen pyra- chose pyramid as well just because they're just they're really striking structures. They look cool. Um, and clocks, yeah, they're just not as interesting. I mean, I think I probably find clocks more interesting than you do. I don't know. But, may, I mean, I, I think they're engineering marvels. But the pyramids are, too, in a different way. Um, and pyramids, just they're just cooler looking. So Yeah. Um, crescendo and denouement, or as you like to call it, denouement. No, I don't. Um, no, I don't. Which, which uh, <laughs> you chose crescendo, which kind of surprised me. I thought you might choose denouement, but you didn't. You chose crescendo. It's interesting that I I quickly linked. I've, I think you saying denouement made me recast. You talk about recasting, but it mm. helped me recast crescendo, which obviously a musical term and the the, the in some ways the climax, right? Yes. The building and the, right. the so the climax or the the loud. of the knot the, the, the well the yeah. denouement is the ending yes. and, and, and so but the loud the loud versus the sort of a conclusion yes um so what i did what crescendo did in that ca- case is yeah instead of just saying crescendo obviously i think music and the the big build the big moment but when you said denouement then i thought climax instead i thought it made me recast 
crescendo. In some ways, I think of crescendo. You say loud crescendo. You say uh, the crash, the, the or 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 the the it just there's something a little more chaotic. I would say, mm-hmm. uh, and in that regard, it's exciting and the climax. And we we are intrigued. So if you were to break down the whole classic, how do stories unfold? The 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 building of the story, the rising action is the majority of any story. The asking of questions, the tension, the mystery, the suspense, and all of that is what makes the climax the climax. You can't have the climax in all of its full effect without the building the building mm-hmm. of it. Like you have to have it. You have to have the pressure bo- boiling. And uh, and then I would say the denouement, the 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 falling action, the untying of the knot, all of that is necessary. I mean, you could argue it's not even as necessary. It's It needs something. You need the cap. You can't just end or else you're just going, what? but, but, you would be left with saying, but, like, what, what are they doing now? Where are they now? What's going on now? How has the character changed? Are they different? Are they the same? Did they revert back to their ways? What was the aftermath of this major moment? So, yes, you need that, but... Uh, we live for the crescendo, like we are, we're, we're drawn in and we're paying attention, not, not for the denouement, but for the, the, the crescendo, and so, or for the climax, uh, it's the good stuff, the goody of the story, uh, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I recast it as the goody of the story, uh, but I, yeah, but I just, I don't know, uh, I stuck with what I like more, so. It's also a co- they're also uh, fun aesthetically interesting crescendo and denouement. I think crescendo is probably a little better. Denouement like, sounds smarter. If you're going for like I want to sound smart and yes, I think they both sound fairly smart, right? <laughs> like crescendo. I don't know yeah. though. It's not as sophisticated. Denouement. I think. I think if you were to take your average adult, eighty-five uh, percent know what crescendo is. Denouement, we might get be getting down to like seventy, sixty. I don't know. Oh, I think I actually, I'm bad. At, I'm bad at estimating. This I think it would actually. be less than half would know what denouement is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I think so crescendo. He might even be. Okay. So yeah, sixty or seventy. But we agree there's a gap. Like more, way yeah, more no crescendo. Um, right. And so yeah. So. You're right. If I'm doing the whole population, I don't know. But the point is, uh, people are dumb, man. <laughs> Denouement sounds smarter, and the French uh, the sound of it, uh, it just yeah, hmm. sounds a little more pretentious. So, uh, Abraham Lincoln and Dale Earnhardt, uh, two great presidents. You chose Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> uh, I yes, I uh, I thought for a moment. So my gut reaction is, of course, Abraham Lincoln. Is there, can I quickly go come up, like, can I, you know, significance, whatever metric I was, yeah, sure, I mean, right. I went, and then I, so, and then I thought, can I cleverly, like, is there a reason I should say Dale Earnhardt? And I, and I didn't want to think too deeply again, so I went ahead and yep. just, yeah, just went back it. to my answer. <clears throat> and I could not, in my briefest stuff, I was like, this is funny. It would almost be funny to say Dale, but I feel like that's, I'm not trying to be uh, like I'm trying to remain with my gut check being no, real. Good. I, if I yeah, if good. I say Dale Earnhardt, then I'm being, then I'm not honoring this exercise. It would have just been a, a, a what would you call that? Just be an anti. 
yeah, uh, contrarian kind of. Yeah, anti-contrarian. That's in, or just contrarian, yeah, anti-contrarian. I'm an I'm an anti-contrarian. Wait. Just so you know, <laughs> I'm against all of those contrarians. I'm so yeah. <laughs> anti-contrarians are very funny. That's or, a I'm funny just very label. straight-laced and boring, and like I, I never I never uh, fight anything. So. <laughs> Man, my Siri is being crazy. Sorry, it's talking out loud and stuff. Um, yeah, no. So I don't know what metric to give Dale Earnhardt. Even like, I mean, you could just be like, I'd rather watch. Obviously, you could come up with some. Who would you rather watch race cars? Like, I'd probably still choose Abe Lincoln. Like, like interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, more culturally significant. Uh, uh, held both, a more important. Both position. died before their time. Both, so, both did you, die before their time. That is you true, could, you and they both died that. in office, so to speak, or you know, actually, yeah. they, they, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and at the height, I suppose, in the line of, of their duty. importance in the line of duty. Um, it just what? Yeah, I'm just hard pressed for Dale yeah. Earnhardt. Like, so what was your reason for even saying those two? Like, I don't know. Like, I just which, tr- I just tried to think of two kind of. Uh, famous people in very different arenas um and i don't know just wanted to i just yeah, found them to be two interesting cele- people yeah yeah you're right and and neither of which i'm a scholar on and couldn't tell you a whole lot about i guess i could still tell you more about abe lincoln um and uh yeah i don't know but it right. just there's just that one's just clear abe lincoln yeah uh, sand and grease. This one you paused for a while on, but you chose sand ultimately. So, why? Um, they. Uh, I don't have a great one for the. Uh, uh, my first thought was, oh, they're both so annoying to deal with. If I had sand yeah. all over me, I would be immensely annoyed. And 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 I was like, oh, but that's absolutely true of grease. And grease would be more. <coughs> grease would disgust me more. Yeah. If I had sand all over me, I would think I quickly have to shower off. If I had grease all over me, I would the urgency would be intense. I would be more like like I would be on the border of freaking out. Like no no no, I have to get clean. Versus the sandiness, I'd be I'm immensely annoyed, and this needs to be a top priority. But the other one, I, if I'm greased, I might be like taking off my clothes in public. Like I know it's a, <laughs> kind of extreme, but like no no, no like I'm, I mean this is immediate. This is like. The equivalent of, uh, of of like insisting, go get a hose now, kind of thing. Um, Greece, and th- and then you could get into the utility, like uh, beaches. I am pro. I am at least in theory pro beach. I think they're gorgeous. Like like they. Uh, I mean, if you're placed with the best beaches in the world, your economy is typically healthy this is how much people love beaches you can build towns around them you can build economies around them beaches and seeing the water and all of it like it's clearly of significance to human beings to have some leisure time around water uh, and that's one of the best ways collectively to do so but again like I'm actually when I get there I don't know what to do with myself I like walking on the beach but then I I really hate that moment of leaving the beach and like you wet your feet. Hopefully, you're leaving in a place where you can yeah. wet your feet, but then your feet are wet. And it's just yeah. a really annoying ordeal. Uh, but but grease. Well, grease is also necessary to make. I mean, almost almost anything uh, runs smoothly. Anything with an mm-hmm. engine. Uh, so they're both. I mean, I guess grease would be more. If you just snapped your fingers and we had no sand, and you snapped your fingers and no more grease, I think the grease would be more of a significant loss. 
uh, you know, all these engines and things having yeah. trouble. Um, but I still just went with sand is going like beaches are pleasant places. I don't need an, and I would rather be covered in sand. I could deal with this <laughs> fine sand more than I could deal with the grease. It was just, that's just where my mind was. It was a very personal and selfish sort of, <laughs> ew, but I can deal with the sand more. Right. Fair enough. Uh, robot and ghost, you chose robot. Uh, why is that? Uh, they're less scary. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, may, they may not be existentially. They might be more terrifying. Well, I don't know. I, well, if well, one is real. Ghosts, are, like ghosts, you could unpack. Like, all right, let's define what you mean. Are they? Are we talking about spirit world? Are we talking about horror? Are we talking about Casper the Friendly Ghost cartoonish? Are we talking about costumes? Are we talking about the culture of all things like metaphysical? Um, mm-hmm. And then robots also is it's pretty grand what do we mean by robots uh and both uh you could write horror stories easily if you wrote a horror story about robots it's going to tend to get the sci-fi label interestingly yeah. enough uh whereas i mean because a lot yeah. of sci-fi has overlaps with horror when you think about it that way so many yeah. sci-fi things are are uh dystopian in nature and that dystopia has a something horrific about it uh and so but um on the whole i think the robots offer some positivities that ghosts don't i'm not saying ghosts (laughs) like ghosts can reconnect you with old family members or something like that or or there can be a friendly ghost who helps you solve a crime or something like that but man like overall are the stories that we call collectively tell ourselves about robots you know yes they can take over humanity and there's an existential threat there but they also just offer a like there's so much positivity there's actually an argument about how are they good or are they bad um ghosts yeah far pretty much far and away are pretty much yes uh, are pretty much mm-hmm. lost like this is this is scary uh and even those who argue they're not scary the reverence you have is so like okay they, they they could be bad we have to be nice to them or else kind of so there's this doom and gloom underlying you know whereas there's just more positivity to robots and they like my dad's heart surgery he got a long time ago robots did that uh mm. the, the the mechanized things are like automated cars are robots essentially and that's a really an enthralling idea in the future uh just robots yeah. are gonna replace teachers but ghosts probably won't <laughs> oh my gosh that just reminds me i was listening to npr on the uh, quick aside and like there this was what threw me and this was and i i need to go look up the article and maybe we'll have a, a longer discussion about this in the future so i won't go into too much detail but the okay. short of it was that there was this is for kindergartners and young kids and there was this they had named this robot who would teach social and emotional intelligence sort of things and so it was like a kindergarten teacher and she would be like go talk to wally or whatever its name was and you would hear it say like hello kids when you're feeling angry take three breaths and try thinking about and like you know probably like sound psychological advice and the kids because of the i believe because of the novelty would love wally time or whatever it was and they would And they, when they would feel angry or upset, they would go get sent to like have their one-on-one or like small groups with Wally. There we go. The they future is now. Future is now. Some... Right now, it's let's you know, 
emotional intelligence with Wally and tomorrow it's going to be English literature with, you know, <laughs> well, is it robot, hol- robot the, Daniel. It makes way more sense for a robot teaching to, to say, help you with your math tutoring or like show you like how uh, some of these things happen. Then like the deep, that deeply disturbs me is like, we're going to teach you about human emotions and intelligence about how to connect with others through this robot like (laughs) that's like the most antithetical area to say we're going to put robots in charge of helping kids with with emotions like that's so deeply weird to me that's the weirdest place that's the weirdest spot to me yeah i think it's weird but here's here's a reason why it kind of makes sense so humans you know, because we can feel emotions, we also have biases and, you know, we're emotionally biased as well. And whereas a robot is very neutral, right? So it's almost kind of like a neutral ground from which to speak about right. anger or you know, what, whatever other kind of emotional state. I still think it's weird. Look, it's weird right, because like- you can't, you can't, a robot can't empathize with you. And so a robot can't form that personal connection and say, oh yeah, did you, do you remember that time when this happened? You know, what you were feeling then? No, they can't draw that connection, but they can't, but they, they're also neutral. So maybe they lack some of the drawbacks that a human teacher would well, have. It's, you're right. I mean, it is like judges, uh, the best, you know, they had that sophisticated, and I'm going to butcher this, but the sophisticated machine would made better judgment calls than actual judges who have been doing their work for 30-whatever years uh, with recidiv- with re- regards to recidivism or, like, uh, you know, what punishments to dole out, like, when it was the time for the judge to make the call. Because, you know, humans look in the eyes and go, this person really does feel remorse, versus, and they make those mistakes all the time. But mm-hmm. it's just strange. I mean, it would be analogous to saying the best chef in the world would be a computer, and go, and it would just bother us. Like, it might actually be true. The most delicious dishes might come from whatever program it, it might put out, and then it, it just goes and it pre- prepares this meal. But, like, man, that just annoys me. Like, Maybe I should just get over the fact that it annoys me. You but, better. But I want I want a human being. When you're talking about being a chef, fundamentally, like the appreciation for the culinary arts and the creativity involved in that, I'm disturbed fundamentally. That like, like, I guess I have to understand that robots and and these sort of they they really are the result of so much humanity. Yes, being that's what I was about to it. say. You just need to abstract your attribution of creativity and humanity and whatever like someone had to program the robots and create the robots and fill up their mechanical heads with you know recipes with human everything human knowledge right i mean there's a lot of other stuff that goes along with it that does kind of dilute that but still at the end of the day even even all of the doom and gloom about you know the singularity and ai taking over and robots and all that is way overblown based on my um, based on, you know, my exposure to AI and all of that, like it's very, still very requires humans to tune things and make things work. And then when, when they do work, they only work within very narrow, um, parameters. So, right. but I mean, but I don't actually said, feel like, threatened by, by robots. I mean, maybe that's the point though, is that you're, you are right, but like maybe the turning point would happen and it would happen fast. And that might be yeah, that's what people say. Too. That's what people say. And it sounds like, according to this, you know, now now it's a kindergarten, but before we know it, it'll be 
Um, you'll, you'll be in an administrative position over robots. But I suspect the novelty, the, the kids, the kids want to go see Wally or what I'm making up the name, obviously, but, um, they are like, yeah, Wally, but like, you know, even in a year, do the kids still want to go see Wally? Or is it just like we have this cool, expensive, weird looking robot in our class? They, the novelty experience is high for humans. We just want to try it out once it's no longer yeah. cool. I think, I think you're now. probably right about, uh, about the novelty factor for sure. All right. The last one was uh, wind and fire and you chose fire. Yeah. If you... If this were almost like a superpower and I could control wind or fire, and I didn't get to think long, I just immediately thought fire is uh, seems more powerful. I mm. thought the, the desert island thing went, like, if I could harness fire, this is sort of, I mean, fire is both life-giving and destroying, and there's a lot of symbolism with fire, but, but, but not just symbolic. It's like it really can bring warmth to save your life it really can mm-hmm. burn um, down your house burn down your house it can cook food and yeah. sustain you that way it's just so powerful and wind can knock down your house uh it can cool you off right. <laughs> it can uh, uh i mean you know it just as an element you know it's like captain planet where they had earth wind water fire and i always thought like wind kind of got the short end of the stick oh, really? on that one <laughs> that's I how thought, i as a kid I, I did anyway i thought you might choose wind just because if your metric is sensation uh you know the sensation of wind you know a nice cool breeze or something is pleasant whereas the sensation i mean i guess warming up next to a fire is pleasant but you know touching fire is not pleasant so no, but a crackling sure. fireplace or, or a, if a candle scent was like wind, like like yeah, autumn okay. wind, I, I guess you could say autumn wind is appealing. But like I really when I look at my candles, I look for like oud de wood <laughs> or like uh, amber musk uh, yeah, and then sure. anything with wood and fire gets my interest. Usually a synthetic fire smell is uh even if it's accurate, it's like, I don't know that I really want my home to smell like this, but I still smell it. I get drawn to this idea. Um, probably with all the marketing and they've kind of, they have feminine sense and they've clearly put fire and these woodsy things in the masculine right, right. earthy sense. Uh, and, and I'm just a product of that marketing, but, Definitely. but I definitely but like the wind you're right wind is pleasant but wind's just weak sauce you know fire (laughs) ah cool like that's kind of what it came down to and i know that's not like i guess that's one of the things you can't you can't ask me to do a gut check and then be and then be upset that i went with like yeah yeah. cool or like i'm just drawn to this but i'm not upset i just i thought maybe you know i thought maybe your metric would be a little different but that makes sense all right that that's this or that yeah. Pretty fun. I really, I really enjoy that, and like, I wish, I wish there was a way for me to participate as well. But there's not, there's not really a way to do that. Um, I could just create. I could do some work for once. Okay. <laughs> but, well, there's that's a way. That that's that is true. Yeah. I don't but, know if that's uh, what you're hinting at. No, that's not that's not what I was hinting at. Like, but I just uh, it's it's fun. I mean, it's fun to do it. It's fun to do it on my end, but but but, yeah, but, no, but it's hard for me to. Like I can't, because it's a gut thing. I can't, I can't think about what I would choose. I mean, and and 
have a good idea of it, you know, because I'm thinking about it. It's conscious thought. It's not the same as, you know, that quick gut reaction. I think one of the way, reasons it's interesting, it's like you know me very well. You could probably have a basic list of get to know you questions and go ahead and fill them out for me and be accurate. But this, but yeah, this or that is not that as way. predictable. And, yeah. and that actually, in that way, like this keeps things fresh in, you know, long-term relationships and, and like, it's, it's just a fresh way of getting to know someone and going, Oh, like that, yeah. those are where your instincts tend if to If you're meditate. having, if you're having relationship problems, folks that make, you know, make your significant other choose between Abraham Lincoln and Dale Earnhardt. And yeah, you'll learn that'll a lot. Really, that'll really, you know, smooth things out. <laughs> <laughs> if you get upset with them, that might say something. Sander Grease. Sander Grease, come on. I don't know. Your, our relationship depends upon us. <laughs> Why the hell would you choose Grease? <laughs> you disgust me. Did that other whore choose Sand? Is that why? Is that why, Billy? I think what's funny, though, is you're like, if you make the list, you might end up feeling kind of strongly about what I would pick and then potentially get annoyed at like me choosing something else or like, come on, Daniel, you're seriously going to choose fire over wind. Like, I don't, I can't it. see it. I can't imagine that. Like, if, no, I mean, if, kind of, but you just have to reserve judgment in this, even for myself. Yeah. Cause like, I'm a little annoyed that like, oh, like why did, like I have, we all have images of ourselves, or at least a lot of our choices sometimes I think are more uh, aspirational. Like I choose sure. like, this clothing or this song because it embodies what I want to be as much as who I am, right? Like, like this is what I want to be like. I want to be perceived sure. this way, so I'll make choices that will fulfill that. Um, and then in gut check, I might just choose, or, or whatever, this or that, I keep calling it gut check. Um, it just, it just, uh, it, it might be boring reasons. Like, oh yeah, like slides. I would rather go down a slide. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Yeah, and part of that is- blanket right now. Part of it is up to me to choose interesting pairings, uh, and you know some of them are gonna be. They're they're just gonna they're gonna elicit boring comparisons like slide and jungle gym. So you know maybe that's not the best, but you know a couple sprinkled in is not so bad. I try to I try to have at least some, some pairings with the potential for interesting metrics. So I uh, I did this or that with my class recently. Just oh as really? A, like, yeah, but the thing is, and uh this class is still coming to their own. They're like pretty quiet and they're not interested in. So, so for, for this segment to be interesting, I think that the me, in this case, the participant needs to be like willing to be talkative and examine and like be curious. Yeah. And if I'm not, and I just go, I don't, I don't know. I just want to, then, then it's not, it just relies on people being interesting all around. <laughs> yeah. And if you're, it's not going to make someone who's boring. It's not going to make them interesting. Uh, no, and in fact, it might not. reveal how boring they are. This yes. is a revealing exercise more than a creating exercise. So, um, well, the the last time we did this or that, it was kind of as a, a lead in to rap or crap. That was kind of the hook of the, uh, oh, the title yeah. of that episode. I was very good at predicting it or something, right? <laughs> right. Well, so what What I did in that episode, I don't remember how many ago it was, but it was a while back. I, you know, As you know, uh, I'm a big fan of rap music. Um, <laughs> and so I went and I found a bunch of rap songs and I I had different categories. And I, I wrote a rap song, or at least a portion of a rap song. And then I had two others that were real rap songs. 
and I read them to you and I and I had you choose which one you thought was the one I wrote or which ones you thought were real. Yes. And, and to my I great annoyance, 100%, 100% yeah, to my, accuracy. To my great annoyance, you got every single one right. You were able to pick every single rap song that I wrote. And I try really hard. And I personally think that some of my rap songs lyrics were excellent and fit yes, right in. If, I if they agree weren't, with they you. Might, That's the thing. <laughs> they they might have even been better than I know. some of the real. That's rap why it songs. annoyed you, is because like you did this really good job, but you just but like something so you somehow us, speaking to our friendship and my oh, yeah. and that's really what it was spoke to i think <laughs> i mean you, I you like, nailed i was it. able to to identify like that's just a little too good to be a real rapper right <laughs> stuff so, like that despite despite all of my efforts like there's something about me i i would have never thought this you probably would have never thought this no one who knows me would have thought this but there's something about me that just isn't exactly right to be a rapper <laughs> You're right. No one would have. Yeah. Because you were able to just pick it out and tell. So, all right. So, rap. You tell me maybe, this is a round two. Is this a round two of rap? This is a round two of the same theme. So, okay. uh, rap. And we've not done with poetry rap, before. We did no. poetry. Well, this would be this the round time, three then no, of this. It's not rap or crap. This time it's country or crock. So, country <laughs> or crock, right? It's the same kind of fits the pattern. Okay. So the Country rules are crop. you're going to read t- several lines, one yes. of which you did, and I'm trying to pick That's exactly yours right. out? Yes. Okay. So this time for country, so country is a little different than than rap um, for, for a few reasons. Um, well, you know, if I had to pick my favorite or my least favorite genres of quote-unquote music, rap would definitely be the lowest. I don't know that I even consider it in the category of music. Country would be just above that. I'm not a fan of country. Um, I... You know, I grew up, we, we both grew up in the South, and so country was everywhere. Our parents, certainly my parents, listened to country. Yeah. And, you know, as a kid, I liked it, and then I kind of grew out of it, and I, I find it hard to listen to now. But that said, it does have some musical, uh, you know, viability. Like, there's actual musical talent in country yeah, music. Yeah, why do you, so I'm going to guess really quick if I were to answer the rap question is, it is almost designed to offend the sensibilities like both lyrically and musically it i would argue it's definitely music by the way in the same way like heavy metal screaming stuff it definitely music it's just hard to argue otherwise but it's so pushing the limits and intentionally grading in some ways and that's why you there's a intentionally uh there's the intentionality behind the offensiveness it it works it's like fine it landed on me but it's awful is is your point about rap is that fair to I, i mean sort of i mean i you know, I don't categorize it as music, and yeah, I'm being a little provocative with that statement. But rap it lacks almost all melody. It's all lyrical, and it's n- no melody. And I think that melody is a huge part of music. And without melody, I mean, yeah, some rap has these little beep 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 hooks and like goofy stuff, or they steal you know little melody sample, hooks yeah. from songs. <laughs> they sample crap like that. But it's all lyrical, and that's annoying and then yeah the con the actual content is meant to be shocking disgusting or you know full of uh bravado or it's meant to be provocative um which is which i don't find appealing either and contrast with that that with country where there actually is a musical component i mean some country songs are earworms you know like they they get stuck in your head after doing this exercise i had country music stuck in my head really unpleasantly for a couple of weeks um, that, that I've been working on this. Uh, and the content, the lyrical content, 
I, in a way, I link it to B-movies because, you know, B-movies, they're campy and corny, but I That's like high them. high in country music, I would it's say. It's very high. Country music is super campy and corny. And that's why, that's what I found. Sweet real... tea on my tractor. Yeah, having, yeah, having exactly. That, you know, my wife left me. Yeah. Oh, you got it. You've already nailed all everything about it. Like, it's so, like, there are stereotypical country topics. And I laughed a lot when just looking at country song lyrics. Because, I mean, you could pick them. And that's why, like... You know, I always thought I would be a great rap artist because, you know, rap has certain aspects of that. But country, there's even more of that. And so I feel like I feel like I had a lot of leeway to, to choose topics um, to write uh, to write country songs um, and also finding country songs. So well, however, I'm excited I think I think that it might be it's, it might be a little bit more difficult for me to fool you because you're already familiar with a lot of country songs. Now you're you're somewhat familiar with rap songs too, but you know we both grew up in the south surrounded by country music. So there are some popular country songs that you're just going to know and so I couldn't, you know, I couldn't use those. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm certainly no especially dis- disembodied lyrics where you're just like here's a couple of lines. I don't know. I I mean, anyway, you're you're right that I well, I, I mean, I listen to rap a whole lot too. So there's just so many songs out there and I don't study it. So I'm, I'm yeah, ready, well, man. All right. So I scoured all of country music and I distilled down all of country music to five themes uh, that I think kind of make up all of country music. And those themes are patriotism, yeah. redneckisms, sentiment, sentimentality, alcohol, and love, and I use the term love very loosely. Uh, alcohol those, gets its own brand. <laughs> like alcohol wow. might be the preeminent country category. Wow, songs okay. about beer, whiskey, but like drinking. specific brand names probably too, right? Like my PBR yeah. or Bud Light, my Maddie Light, yeah, all of that. Like it's all there. Trucks and would also would also fit, but I, I put a lot under redneckisms. And trucks trucks are one of the. It things. was a catch all for redneck like redneck trucks isms. and uh, trucks tractors, you know, all that like kind of sport, stuff. Sport like NASCAR, like I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Now when I when I when I before I started looking at songs, I expected cheating to be its own category, but it seems like cheating, and maybe that's gone out love, of. By the way, or love lost. It could, but. Like I actually did not come across as many cheating song, cheating centered songs. Maybe as that's I an old thought. country. I mean, are you were you looking at more modern, or did you go all the way like uh, last three three decades ish? Yeah, I'd still consider that a little like. I mean, I'm guess. I mean, you know, there's stuff in like the probably the fifties. I mean, there's cert- there certainly is there there are songs about cheating, but it, it just didn't seem to be that prominent, and that made me wonder. We don't have to discuss this, but it made me wonder, like is cheating more common and so now you know it's less special and therefore less deserving of a song or is it less common in country circles and therefore you know people can't relate to it as much and so they're I think not making it's more songs. common they'd want to sing about it like that's just kind of the point of these well, songs it's just like i relate I, you know that's what i thought i drink that's, beer and get cheated on so that's why i expected there to be more cheating songs but i, I was surprised that you know that it wasn't that way so all right, well, anyway, you ready to get into it? I'm ready. All right, so the first category is patriotism. That's what we're going to start off with. And I've okay. got three uh, snippets of songs, and 
um, I guess I'll I'll read them all three of them, and then you can try to choose which uh, which one I wrote and okay. which of the, which two are real. <laughs> and I'm not gonna sing these. Right. I'm gonna try to re- I'm, just, I'm gonna try to recite them uh, without okay. any kind of like cadence or anything. So all right, uh, the first song is called "God, Guns, and Country." <laughs> Theme is patriotism. Uh, our freedom ain't free, and neither is our ammo. It's a lesson we learned in that fight at the Alamo, but with a little of God, but with a little of God's grace and a few men who were brave, we carried the day for the U.S. of A. Because we had God, guns, and country, we had God, gun, guns, and country. Couldn't take our God, guns, or country. We declared. Now an evil cabal is trafficking people and coke across our long southern border. We didn't fix it, but it still broke. But with a little of God's grace and a fair election race, we can have our say in the U.S. of A. We've still got God, guns, and country. Yeah, we got God, guns, and country. Try to take our God, guns, or country if you dare. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> God, guns, and country sounds like the three categories of... Well, anyway. <laughs> I mean, it um, sounds like I could have used that for, for the categories of... Country Fair elections, immig- immigration, like really touched on a lot of like, yeah, it was very political, uh, very conservative politics, like, oh, yeah. and it's like, hell yeah, I got guns and country, just like an anthem of, anyway, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you re- I don't know what to next. think other than, I need, I need perspective, because that's so over the top, that like, well, it's laughable, but I don't right. know, if that, I'm assuming they're all going to be in this ballpark, so we'll see. All right, well, are you ready for the next one? Yeah, I'm ready. This one is called Take a Knee, My Ass. <laughs> Man, so is this one going to be political? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, here's the lyrics. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I'll stand and place my hand upon my heart every time her anthem plays. When I see somebody on TV take their stand on bended knee, whether it's on astroturf or grass, I think of those whose freedom was not free, and I say, take a knee, my ass. <laughs> oh, man, that just, I can't help but think of a discussion we had recently, and was that on your mind, and you wrote these lyrics? I don't know, <laughs> you know, like, like. Oh, but it, I mean, it tracks with the other one, so it's not any more ridiculous, but... Was this on your mind due to a conversation we recently had? That's my primary thought right now. Keep going. I want to hear the third one. All right. Third song is called I Rock and I Roll. Okay. This terror isn't man to man. I rock as in I rock. Yeah, I-R-A-Q. Okay. Okay. (laughs) The country, I rock and I roll. This terror isn't man to man. They can be no more than cowards. If they won't show us their weapons, we might have to show them ours. It might be a smart bomb. They find stupid people too, and if you stand with the likes of Saddam, one just might find you. I rock, I rack them up, and I roll. I'm back, and I'm a high-tech G.I. Joe. I've got infrared, <laughs> I've got GPS, and I've got that good old-fashioned lead. There's no price too high for freedom, so be careful where you tread. Oh, man. Yeah, this idea of freedom and God, country, guns... Rock and I roll, and take a knee, my my ass. 
I hope that it I hope that it sinks in that two of these are real. I know, I know. this is just <laughs> that's the fun that's the humor in this. And then yes. can you cleverly then there's some satisfaction in like mimicking, but yeah, yeah. the real humor like there, there's some awe in that you wrote one of these and it's great. Uh and then they but the humor is clearly from the two are real. Yeah. Um I think the well, it's funny to say this, but I think the take a knee my ass is is uh the most ridiculous, which I think you would say, Oh, Daniel would avoid like like for first one out, um he wouldn't choose the most ridiculous because it it just you would want to nestle yourself safely in the middle. But no, I think uh, I'm still st- I'm a sticking with the take a knee my ass as being the be, being the Bennett creation, and that's my answer. You're wrong. You're oh, wrong. you got me. I got you. I finally got one. <laughs> yes, we're off on a good we're off on a good okay. first step. <laughs> All right, so that one was wrong. So of the remaining two, which one do you th- which one do you think? I don't know why, but I could picture the first one. Maybe it's the fact that you repeated the lines. So I think you created I Rock and I Roll. I think you created that one. Wrong. I did God, Guns, and Country. God, Guns, and Country by Bennett. Well, dang, man. So that's the one I thought was the most real, and you did it. So I might have to recalibrate for myself and go choose the one I feel is the most real. I mean, I swear when there was in the back of my mind and I wasn't sure enough, I would tell you if I just straight up knew the song, I would tell you. But uh-huh. I was like, I think I've, I really did think like, I don't know that I've heard that one, but man, I can just, when you were saying it, I'm like picturing it on the radio. Like, like I was like, man, maybe I have heard that one. <laughs> um, so, cause there's one that's like put a boot in your yeah, ass. That, it's that's the American cur- yeah. way or something. Yeah, that's and courtesy like, of the red, white and blue. That was on my list, but I was like, that's too easy. It's a gimme. Like he, everyone knows that song. Yeah. Yeah. And so maybe I was linking it so strongly that I was like, it's not that song, but okay. Good job, man. Uh, you got All right. me thoroughly yeah, on that one. Uh, Take an E My Ass was by Neil McCoy and I Rock and I Roll was by Clint Black in 2003. Take an E My Ass was 2020. So, yeah. All right. Next category is love, and I use the term very loosely after reading country music lyrics. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy crap! There's oh, there are some absolutely horrendous country songs. I mean, horrendous. just like pop, especially like pop. especially modern country. You on love? Yeah, it's it's pop. Oh, it's geez. so blended with pop. It's probably the same of like baby put on. Yeah some jeans shorts i don't know like, all right well don't get away with your don't get carried away all right okay all right first song is called uh the title is corn star corn star okay like porn star but corn okay uh, <clears throat> no you won't see her on the cover of playboy magazine oh she's too busy getting dirty in a field of green she's a corn star talk of the crop at every county fair corn star <laughs> Blue Ribbon winner for the last five years. They cut a four-lane highway right through her pasture, blamed it on progress, and moving traffic faster. But everybody knows the only reason for the road was to see her jug a luggin' on top of that tractor. She's a corn star. <laughs> I think that's real. I don't know why. I, I've not heard it. I just think it's so... And sometimes, this is where I'm going to guess Bennett is 
worst. Like you, your your inherent desire to make things make sense. Uh, I think it's hard for you to replicate that you can replicate things very well. So all the compliments in the world go to you and your 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 ability. But like where I think Bennett would struggle is the ability to be a little bit incoherent. And there were just some lines in there. It's just a little like. It's kind of like the ice spiders, nice rack joke. The <laughs> elements, it just doesn't really make sense. Um, and I think that's harder for you. And so there was enough of that in there. And if I'm not right, like, like, like what, like, like landing, like, like, like building a highway. I don't know. It just okay. It was, it was good. It was great. It was weird. Uh, but I don't think it was you. I think it was real. So keep going. All right. The next one is called Trailer Tramp Anthem. She's got that double-wide pride, hips swaying, jeans fraying, barefoot outside, brown roots and blonde tips by the above-ground pool taking sips and looking at me, driving me crazy, driving me crazy, driving me crazy. If she's trailer trash, then without a doubt, call me the garbage man, because I'll take her out. Woo. <laughs> what was the last What was the last word? Woo. Okay. Woo. woo. Okay. So, woo. You know, yeah. Country yeah. woo before the uh, fiddle solo or something. I'm got, sure. Got it. Okay. I mean that feels real too. I don't know anymore, man. I've kind of I don't have any metrics right now that I'm going on. So read me the next one. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the the last one in the love category is called fancy like. All right. A my girl is banging. She's so low maintenance. Don't need no champagne popping entertainment. Take her to Wendy's. Can't keep her off me. She want to dip me like them fries in her Frosty. But every now and then, when I get paid, I got to spoil my baby with an upgrade. A, 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 A. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Bourbon Street steak with the Oreo shake. Get some whipped cream on the top, too. Two straws, one check. Girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty in the styrofoam. Squeak, squeaking in the truck bed all the way home. Some Alabama jamma. She's my Dixieland delight. Hey, that's how we do, how we do. Fancy like, oh, fancy like, oh, fancy like, oh, fancy like, oh. Wow. Um, this feels like a modern, I mean, if you that could have been the rap song with a few negotiated lyrics that were, you know, peppered in for country, specific country flavor. But the tackiness and even the, the O's and the A's and the, it, but that that's what makes me think it's real is because rap like pop rap and pop country have uh i mean i think that the worlds are so blended like pop has just been this sort of encroaching into both of those genres to the point that like i, I don't know what to say i don't know what to say Bennett, because i think that's real too and so uh uh i i i I feel like the most confident that that's real. Um, and I was wrong last time, so maybe I should just choose it. But remind me of A again. or Corn Star. Corn, oh, yeah, Star. Corn Star. I think that that's Tramp real Anthem. too. I think in tra trailer, trailer Tramp Anthem, I'm choosing that as the one you wrote. And I think I'm right about this. I feel like more confident than last time. I don't know why. Uh, we'll see. I actually I, I don't feel more confident. You got so, it. You got I did. It. Okay. You got it. Uh can I so, hear the one you wrote again really quickly? Do you mind reading it quickly? Yeah, she's got that double-wide pride, hips swaying, jeans fraying, barefoot outside, brown roots and blonde tips by the above-ground pool taking sips 
and looking at me, driving me crazy, driving me crazy, driving me crazy. This is my favorite line of perhaps the entire exercise. If she's trailer trash, then without a doubt, call me the garbage man because I'll take her out. That's so good. That's so good. And the above ground pool, I think, is where I started to get suspicious. Not because it is so true that above ground pools and trashiness and yes, but I also don't think like it's a little too self-aware in that not that they would be ashamed of saying it they would say it, but they don't even recognize like really, <laughs> like they don't recognize so they don't even have to if they're trying to acknowledge if you've got an above ground pool that's a little fancy just saying you have a pool they would just say pool they wouldn't say above ground they well, say pool and they don't Yeah but the song it. the song is from the perspective of a man who has fallen in love with yeah, a, right. a woman or at least she's caught his eye who is perceived as trailer trash and he doesn't I mean, what care. Can I, say? I don't know. You're right. He, I just, I, I don't listen. Know. I don't feel like you're coming to grips with the emotional intensity of the song <laughs> and where it's really coming from. All right. Because like this man, you know, he's, he's fallen for this woman who society, you know, does not appreciate. He, they don't appreciate her charms and she's taken sips by the above ground pool. You know, she's got the brown roots and blonde tips thing going on. And I don't, she's driving him crazy, driving him crazy, driving him crazy. <laughs> The repetition is good too, because you have to make it sound make it like sound a like song. a song. Yeah, um, corn star. I can't believe it's real. Uh, I, I thought it was almost too risky to for you to write. Is kind of where I was at. Like that's over the top, which made me think it was real. Which is, I know the mind games of this particular game and exercise that you're actually finding corn star is real. Uh, and the I last have, one was I right about? Um, yeah, the last one is, uh, is it very rapish almost. Like does yeah, it's by like... Walker Walker Hayes in 2021. And I have to say, I listened to this entire song, and it's the worst thing I've heard ever since I did rapper crap. Uh, <laughs> this is horrendous. I would never wish this on anyone. Don't listen to this. It's horrible. And if you like it, I don't like you. Like. <laughs> It's terrible. It is terrible. Is uh, it like corn- on the radio kind of stuff, or is this like very un? I don't know. I'm not sure, yeah. but it was bad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's got to be on the radio. They probably did it have it. a rap? Did some of these songs have like a rapper in them to do some sort of verse? Um, this one didn't, but he sounded like he was a you know knockoff redneck rapper kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. It was so- bad. Don't listen to it. So I was totally spot on with that. Yeah, you, you, know? you nailed this one. And honestly, this one I thought you might get for a lot of the reasons you gave. And the the garbage man line, like I, I knew good. that it would it would it would tip it would tip my hand, but it was so good that I couldn't not put it in. Like actually I was taking a shower when I thought of that line and I was like, Well, that's gotta go in. Like it's that's gotta go really in. Really good. I, I immediately, I immediately like, I was like, I can't forget this line. So like, I got out of the shower and before I even got dressed, I came and logged into the computer and like write, wrote the line so I wouldn't you forget it. You sped up so. your shower because this came to you. Yes, because of this. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next category is alcohol. All right. So the first song is called Wine and Whiskey. It's been a long day working in the fields. Tractor broke down, and my back kills. When I walk in the door, thank God for making AC. Kick off my boots, sit down, and turn on that TV. But then here she comes, and on she goes, complaining about something where I mixed up the colored clothes. We got bills, and the kids are ill. One's got a rash, the other's got a runny nose. I didn't put down the lid, or, sorry, I didn't put the lid down. Her car makes a loud sound. 
And if that wasn't enough, the neighbor looked at her funny again. Well, since I got home, she ain't even kissed me. If she's going to whine, I need a whiskey. If she's going <laughs> to whine, if she's gonna whine <laughs> I need a whiskey. I need a whiskey. Oh, man, that's so classic. If you wrote that, good job, because I'm picturing that as a real song for sure. Because I'm noticing this whole, like, I rock and I roll. Like, like they want... It's that turn, you know, that, that misdirection that, like... Oh, yeah. Country music loves this sort of simple comedy misdirection. Simple play on words, pun, yeah. light puns, yeah, yeah misdirection. And it, and fits with, mm-hmm. and fits all with, con- with just with, country tropes. You know, in these categories, these country tropes. Yeah, that was good. All right, uh, next one is "Get My Drink On." God, I'm gonna get like my another rap one again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get my drink on. I want to hear me a sad song. My baby just left home. I didn't treat her right. Right here's where I belong. I'm gonna stay till the money's gone. If it takes me all night long, I'm gonna get my drink on. Well, Joe the bartender, she's a mighty good friender and she likes my company. When she says last call for alcohol, that won't apply much to me. Um, okay. I don't have much to say. It sounded like a country song. Uh, all right. Joe, did you say Joe the bartender? Uh, Joe the bartender, yeah. And then the next line was she... She's a mighty good friender. Joe, J-O. Okay, yeah. All right, the third one is You Don't Know Jack. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He asked me for a dollar. I said, go get a job. I turned up my collar and started walking off. He said, I don't blame you. I know what you think. I'd just spend your money to buy another drink. But you don't know Jack. Double shot, 80 proof, on the rocks, until you've lost it all, and you can't go back to your life and your kids and your ex-wife with just a telephone call if you think it's just a bottle in an old brown paper sack you don't know jack that's good I, uh, i'm a little bit lost here other than other than i it, you know you say like you try not to i almost want to ask questions you don't have to answer this but like if you were looking up song lyrics and then writing them it's like my thought process is that you came across, you started to see the pattern like I did. Oh, these simple, everything we just said, those simple uh, turns and then that you don't know Jack came to you and it fit like that. It was just like, okay, that's a good one. You don't know Jack is a nice turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why I'm going to choose that one as you wrote that one. Well, you're wrong. That is ah, dang. a 2011 song by Luke Bryan, who I think okay. was a quarterback for professional <laughs> this explains you said that recently. <laughs> um all right so between the other two which do you think uh is real Wait, and which so one do you was, think uh give me the Whis- titles again. wine and wine and whiskey and get my drink on i think you wrote get my drink on wrong again i wrote right, wine you and did whiskey. wine and whiskey good for you man if she's Gosh. gonna whine i need a whiskey that's a good song i should that's make that really a, good i mean should that make is, that a was, real song you've got me thoroughly fooled twice now like like that one i was the most confident i mean that's what you're i'm essentially saying is like i'm the most confident that's the real one so nailed it yeah uh get my drink on was a 2007 uh toby keith song if she's gonna whine i need a whiskey like that's that's so good. That's so country, man. It's like, very country. That needs to be a country song. So well, I thought you might actually get this one because the verse is pretty corny, like about you know a wife complaining 
about mixing up the colored clothes and not putting the lid down. The colored I mean, clothes. I believe the lid down. The <clears throat> colored clothes should have been assigned to me. Actually, the lid down sounds like this is a man we yeah, complain about. And so is the colored clothes, but that just feels a little more... Well, I, I could just this is this is one that when I was writing it, like I could hear it, I could hear the song in my head, especially the line, if that wasn't enough, the neighbor looked at her funny again, which doesn't rhyme with anything. It's just in there, and I can just hear this nasal country twangy voice, like that's the line that like leads off into the uh into the chorus. If that wasn't enough, the neighbor looked at her funny again. And really drawing out that again for a long way. And she's then the chorus hits. I just, so. I can picture that she's going to whine. I need, I a, need whiskey. a whiskey. Yeah, yeah. just like, really, yeah. If she's going to whine, I need a whiskey. <laughs> I mean, it, just, it, it just, it demands to be a song. I think it could be a song tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah. Well, look for me. Look for me I'm, on the top I, forty. Yeah, I, I, man, it, that should be a song. I feel anyway. I'm shocked it's not a song. I, I give you that. Like I still, I'm like, I'm, I'm like thinking, did you pick up on that accidentally? Like, was there a wine? Like, no. the whining and the whiskey is so good. All right. Uh, the the next category is sentimentality. So that's a pretty broad. Pretty broad yeah. category, but I'm sure Could you can think of about dogs dying or yeah. like kid kids going off. Yep. The, I don't know if it's kids going off to college, but like <clears> times <throat> are all, changing. Yeah, yep, yep. all that stuff. Yeah, you got it. That's exactly what it is. Tons of songs have this motif where the first verse is about a child, the middle verse is about you know a teenager or a man, and the last verse is about an old man or something like the passage oh, of time. Yeah. That makes sense. So many songs. It hasn't been fishing hasn't t- like been as prominent as I thought. You know, I thought it would be more prevalent. Right. Anyway, all right. the uh, The first one is "You're Gonna Miss This." Okay. Uh, five years later, there's a. Well, obviously, this is in the middle of the song. Five years later, there's a plumber working on the water heater. Dogs barking, phones ringing, one kid's crying, one kid's screaming. She keeps apologizing. He says they don't bother me. I've got two babies of my own. One's 36, one's 23. Huh, it's hard to believe, but you're going to miss this. You're going to want this back. You're going to wish these days hadn't gone by so fast. These are some good times, so take a good look around. You may not know it now, but you're going to miss this. You're going to miss this. Yeah, you're going to miss this. It wasn't that good, but it tracks with country music, and I think you... I think you just wouldn't produce it, so I think it's real. I'm just giving you my play-by-play thoughts, so that's no, that's, that's good. All right, the next one is called "I Drive Your Truck." I what? I drive your truck. I just leaned forward into the mic as if I was gonna hear it better. <laughs> <when you said laughs> just, I drive your truck. I drive your truck. Like okay, I drink your milkshake, I guess. But I don't know. all right, <clears throat> eighty-nine cents in the ashtray. Half-empty bottle of Gatorade rolling in the floorboard. That dirty Braves cap on the dash. Dog tags hanging from the rear view. Old skull can and cowboy boots. And a Go Army shirt folded in the back. This thing burns gas like crazy, but that's alright. People got their ways of coping. Oh, and I've got mine. I drive your truck. I roll every window down, and I burn up. Every back road in this town. I find a field, I tear it up. Till all the pain's a cloud of dust. Yeah, sometimes I drive your truck. That uh, that has some substance to it. 
Um, I feel like you were channeling David a little bit. Uh, so I, so I, this is why, I, I mean, obviously I'm revealing that I think you may have wrote this. Uh, I think it has some substance, and it, but it, that doesn't mean... When I say substance, I just find it interesting to go take someone's truck and or vehicle and drive it around and like con- consider things. I mean, there was something a little... It just felt deeper, even though it was a very like the physical descriptions were there and it relied on that primarily, but it allowed the listener to sort of fill in the blank of like, what's it like to just go dr- driving and thinking, you know? Uh, which I think, I just think that was that was pretty good. So I'm thinking you did that, but let me hear the last one. All right, the last one is called uh, Man's Best Friend. Um, okay. All right, when that slut Teresa broke my heart. <laughs> Sorry, it's hard to get through that line. Uh, When that slut Teresa broke my heart, I was six drinks in, lying in the dark. I was totally alone, but then he threw me a bone, nuzzled up, brown eyes shining like he knew my pain, telling me wordlessly that I was strong and could carry on. Hunting deer or drinking a beer, I took him everywhere, and now he's not there. He was my good boy, the best boy. Now I'm looking at his old chew toy, and he's gone. Left me alone. Left me alone. If all dogs go to heaven, maybe I'll see him again one day. He was my best friend. Sorry, getting choked up a little bit. <laughs> that ending, sort of the rhyming. Did I miss the rhyming at the end? It just didn't. Uh, doesn't uh, that doesn't really rhyme? I uh, see. A lot of songs don't have. Well, I know. I know. I've noticed that. I just have to kind of go. Okay, I can't expect a rhyme. It's not sing. You know the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, now I think you wrote that one too. I have to pick one. Hold on, because the the reason I think you picked that one is just because it's so it's pretty cartoony about this dog and helping out and and starting off. I just the word slut's pretty strong and like just, I can't imagine that kind of getting. I mean, I know obviously songs can curse. I don't. I picture country. Yeah, I found being some more pretty. Friendly. I found some pretty, pretty like dirty. Yeah, like just. Not radio friendly country slut songs has really fallen out of like I don't know how bad that word is, but I think it's pretty strong. Like if you use it, like there's the the we're gonna champion it and be sluts and proud or yeah, but or but this it's a is also ugly word and this it's is also meant country to be music ugly, so. and it's country and it's it's like pretty it's pretty ugly to me like <clears throat> it has the feel to it. So anyway, yeah. I don't want to get stuck on that. I just I just I don't. The primary times I've heard it in the in in my recent life have been from Bennett's mouth. <laughs> it's so funny. Not that That's you funny. use it so much. I'm it's, trying to think of when I've used the word. You don't use it other much. Than I this just context. I'm um, talking about like, just, you, loose, you, you, dirty if you're, if you're sluts. Being funny, you'll just say slants, like you'll oh, really yeah. <laughs> drag it out, and like that's. But you're the only like. I don't hear it otherwise. So um, <laughs> I really like honest, that I'm. Like, I really like that I'm the only source. Your only source of the word slut. Yeah, I hope to hope yeah. to keep it that way. And so, so I so I might unduly associate that me with, with sluts. You. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm gonna. What was the second one again? My, my brain. I drive your truck. I drive your truck. Yeah. I'm gonna. S- Stick with that one. Like you made sure to get the skull can and the the Go Army T-shirt, but you were like inspired. You were like having some fun with like the the car, G- or, like Gatorade they, bottle, just, Braves cap. Yes, I just couldn't resist with that. So I think you did that one. Wrong. Dang. Which one'd you do? 
I did. Man, I did man's one. best friend. Yeah, man. I did the slut Teresa. <laughs> yeah. I should have. Yeah. I should have stayed with that. But yeah. the bottle stuff was just so like, oh, it's that's real. gotta be where he pulled it from. It's real. And like, also, I think, well, so the song is about, from what I gather, uh, uh, it's about someone, I guess, whose dad or some loved one died, and he goes and drives his truck around, that you know, in a sentimental still, fashion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, and there, there's another verse that was good, too. And I, you know, I don't want to put the whole song or have it be really long, so I only chose one verse. And this one with the really specific stuff, the Gatorade bottle, the Braves cap, skull can, yeah. go on my shirt, all that stuff. I love, like, that's a country music trope, right? Pick a tiny detail and write a song about it. And so that I thought this was a really good example of that. I like that as a, I mean, I think that's what poetry ultimately does, is it says, right. yeah. I mean, the, the imagery is really strong there. Um, and you're right. I think country music does it, and so I just you, you got me. I mean, I I'm surprised. I thought that you would get this one right, just me because. Me too. I'm a little mad at myself. I should have yeah. just said, look, like that was just by chance, like the slut thing. Even though, like, like that just felt like you wrote that, and the dog thing was a little <laughs> over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know how I, you know, I'm really sentimental about dogs and all. So, but where you're good, where you're really good, is me. you throw me even by like not having the rhyme too perfect. Sometimes you just don't have it rhymed. Dude, know? I learned. I learned from rapper crap. I'm, okay. I'm telling you, I'm a new yeah. man. I'm a new man, and you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't sweep me like you did before. <laughs> Hats off to you. I should have gotten that one though. I, I almost want to put it in my, but like, like, look, I, I was wrong. I went in with the, with. The junky car. So, and now All that right. I understand it better, like, okay, yeah. Last category, uh, redneckisms. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, the first one is called Alabama Fashion. I got that roll tide red tie camouflage suit. I got that snapback trucker hat and cowboy boots. She's got that skin tight off white cut off tee. She's got them farm-worn, denim-torn, low-cut blue jeans. We've got that Alabama fashion. We're the talk of the town. Some think we're the height of style. Some think we're rodeo clowns. But down here in the land that God blessed, you know a country pair's got to have country dress. Hell yeah. God, the country is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was real, and I think it was bad. <laughs> uh. All I right, can well, picture that as this. The, I mean, it's funny when you're saying them. I can picture this very pop version. You know, like I guess it, 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 we've talked like someone from the hood, so to speak, and someone from like a trailer part. Like they're they're cut from very similar cultural cloths. You know, and so they ra mm -hmm. rap and sing about similar things. Uh, you know, wanting. I mean, although there's clearly like. So there's this urban and country i mean that's a very different thing but a lot of it's just not that different when it's like flash their own version of flashiness and right. wanting to gain social status and their versions of what is sexy being you know being at the forefront of the music it's just it's just interesting how they're not that different um yeah all right well uh don't don't lose all hope yet uh okay the next one is called truck yeah oh my gosh that's so horrible. Go ahead. Got Lil Wayne pumping on my iPod, thumping on the subs in the back of my crew cab, redneck rocking like a rock star, sling a little mud off the back, we can do that. Friday night football, Saturday last call, Sunday hallelujah. If you like it up loud and you're hillbilly proud, then you know what I'm talking about. 
let me hear you say, truck yeah, wanna get it jacked up yeah, let's crank it on up yeah, with a little bit of luck I can find me a girl with a truck yeah, we can love it on up yeah, till the sun comes up, comes up yeah, and if you think this life I love is a little too country, truck yeah. That feels real too, and it pisses me off even more. Like it's just one step further of everything. Like it just elevated my frustration because, and and I think it's real, and I feel confident it's real because saying Lil Wayne at the beginning would have been. I just think that's weird to evoke rap in your country music song as if that's that's what we listen to, but that's true. I think I think rednecks listen to country and rap, and and, and I think. I think you would have shied away from evoking rap as strongly as this did, and this is just this is just acknowledging the blend is so close, it, and this sort of championing of of redneckisms. It just God, that was just awful. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, the third one is called "Kiss My Country Ass." Uh, okay. Tearing down a dirt road, rebel flag flying, coon dog in the back. Truck bed loaded down with beer and a cold one in my lap. Earnhardt sticker behind my head and my woman by my side. Tailpipes popping, the radio's rocking, country boy can survive. If you got a problem with that, haha, you can kiss my country ass. I just don't know anymore. Read the first one <laughs> if you don't mind. The first one? Yeah. yeah. Alabama Fashion? Yes. Oh, it was I got... longer, but yeah, go up quickly if you. I got, I got that roll tied red tie camouflage suit. I got that snapback trucker hat and cowboy boots. She's got that skin tight off white cut off tee. She's got them farm worn denim torn low cut blue jeans. We've got that Alabama fashion. We're the talk of the town. Some think we're the height of style. Some think we're rodeo clowns. But down here in the land that God blessed, you know a country pair's got to have country dress. Hell yeah. Man. Could be you, but the third one was short. Can I hear it one more time? Tearing down a uh, kiss my country ass. Tearing down a dirt road, rebel flag flying, coon dog in the back, truck bed loaded down with beer and a cold one in my lap. Earnhardt sticker behind my head and my woman by my side. Tailpipes popping, the radio's rocking, country boy can survive. If you got a problem with that, haha, you can kiss my country ass. I'm going to go with that one being yours, and it's the Earnhardt sticker on the head, or above my head. I guess it's like on the glass on the picture of the, uh, I don't know, but I just think you did it. I think this is you. Wrong. Incorrect. Oh, man. You've, so then you did the first one, because I'm just confident the second one was just horrible, and, and if you did the second one, I'm impressed. No, I didn't. Did. I, did, I did Alabama fashion. Yeah, like I thought you could do that one, but I just thought... Would you talk? The rhyme scheme was just off enough, and man, good job, man. Alabama really. Fashion. I was I was really proud of that one, even though it's a terrible song, and I the hate snapback, it. Using the word snapback snap back made me think you did it too. By the way, it was a, that. Oh, was, oh you know, then but. you're gonna love this. There's an entire song about snapback about a girl wearing a snapback hat called something like snapback, and I almost included Your country it. Country song. Yeah, I heard wow. it actually. That was the impetus for me doing country or crock like it's what brought it back into my mind because i forget where i was i was in a store and that song was on the the radio and i heard it and i was like are you kidding me are you kidding me a song about a snapback hat i have to include this in you know i have to do rapper crap but yeah, with country yeah. and i have to include this song but when i looked at the lyrics yeah i mean the snapback that was really bad but the rest of the lyrics it just wasn't 
it didn't stand up to the rest it didn't stand up to the rest it's a really fun game if you you should do a funny heavy metal or emo one or something like there's all any genre can be the caricatures of that genre are like hilarious i I really (laughs) like it it's a lot of fun i think it will get harder with different genres it Um, takes a long time you have to put a lot of work into it but it is funny man Uh, I I really enjoyed this one, the country. You really rock. fooled me too. I mean, how many I, did you I, get? I just, you got two of them, I think. Two of five. Two, I got two of five correct, so I failed. This was my first failure, I think. Well, it looks like uh, we lost Daniel. Uh, Daniel's computer hard drive filled up totally, and he couldn't record anymore. But luckily, we were basically at the end anyway. So thankfully, it managed to capture all of the. All the song guesses. Uh, I'm really pretty pleased. Now that Daniel's not on the podcast anymore, I can gloat a little bit. Uh, and I managed to turn things around from Rapper Crap, where he guessed every single one of mine. And this one, he guessed one. One out of five. And I got. I managed to trick him for the other four. So obviously my place in the world is as a country music artist. Uh, so l- listen for my album. I'll probably have a song about a tractor. Probably I'll include some of the songs from this podcast. I'll probably add a few more. Maybe something about fishing. Daniel made a good call, and that there weren't any good country songs about fishing, so I'll have to write a good fishing country song. So, uh, but that's it. Country or crock. Uh, most of them, I managed to I managed to fool Daniel. So I'm pretty pleased about that. Uh, that's all. That's all. I have to do the ending all alone. Weird. Dun, 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 dun. The country.